Welcome back to Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast. I am back here with Vicki Collier. Hey, April. I'm, I'm glad to be how back. How long has it been since we've done a podcast together? It has been a while, and mm-hmm. I did a lot of podcasts there for a long time. You but, were the girl. But uh, gave other people some some a chance yeah. to and help I, out with those. So. I love how we're doing these now, too, because we have such a plethora of knowledge on yeah. our clinical team. Yeah. And... You know, when you and Rachel did them, yep. guys did like 70 episodes, We did right? a lot of them. We had a good time doing it. Yeah. But it got to the point where I said, there's so much other, so many more stories out there by the rest of our team members. So yeah. everybody should be, So you if you just go for the same two people, you kind of have that limited knowledge right, base. And right. I think we added this up one time. Of the people that are on our clinical team, we have over like 600 years of experience. I yeah. I, yeah. I had my 28th year anniversary for hygiene back in June. So. 28. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I did. I, goodness. Oh God. 2000. Who I'm trying to do the math right, <laughs> right now. 18 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's um, crazy. but we're back here but today. I, and I've, I've loved listening to the podcast that the rest of our team have done too. That's good. I'm learning something from those every time. So I know it's fun to, to turn those on, but, uh, today we have the fun one. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, uh, as the clinical director, I get to pick and choose sometimes. And, uh, I loved the last one I did with Lindsay Waters. I laughed so hard at that one. Yeah. And it, those were like comical kind of funny yeah. stories because yeah. hygienists we have seen it all we have seen a bunch of things as a hygienist I can only I mean just kind of look back and think of the people that 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 would come in in various states of I don't even know how to put that yeah and, and like you're <laughs> cleanliness like, maybe or yeah you're like let me tell you what I just saw or yeah. like and even oh. as a trainer hygienists are always like mm. "Ooh, let me tell you what happened last week you're gonna die yeah. right so we had some really good feedback from those funny stories and some people sent in their stories as well so we thought oh my god it's October why would oh, we not wow. do yeah. some dental horror stories? So <laughs> a lot of our funny ones were kind of horror stories at the same time. But yeah. in honor of the Halloween spirit here. We um, need some spooky music in the background. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I don't think that was spooky <laughs> yeah. at we, all. We, we keep, keep our day jobs. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to um, just make this fun again. There's not going to be any show notes to go along with this. Yep, this is just uh, easy, fun listening. And hopefully it might um, bring up some memories that you've even had as a <laughs> hygienist of things that go on in your office. Because I really think you could write a book about this. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think we as trainers should probably write a book from some of the things that we have seen clinically Uh, and on the road. On the road road stories are definitely scary. Um, So Vicki, tell me, uh, you know, 28 years here, uh, what are some things that, what are your horror stories? I I did a little research and I wanted to hear other people's stories, but one of mine was probably, and we probably all have this one to some degree, was I had a sort of hairy guy, you know, mm. had a big, thick older guy, had a big, thick mustache, a, kind of a thick beard. And and if you've listened to me very much at all, you know I'm a country girl, so I'm, I'm used to, you know, some bugs and things, but I'm not necessarily accent, seeing them in my chair. But as I'm cleaning his teeth, I could see that he had a tick stuck to his skin in his beard. And so then I thought, hmm. Is that really my problem? Do I, is this in my area of expertise? Or do I say anything? Do I let it go? And, and finally, I think I said, oh, I just wanted to point out, I think you've got a, a tick 
suck on you. Yeah, well, you in the woods a lot this week. He was just some old country guy. He didn't. He didn't care. He probably had. He didn't care. Yeah, I don't know. See, I am not a country girl. Ticks are gross. I, I hate ticks. I don't know if I would recognize a tick. Oh yeah, I, I know ticks. I, did, I use a lot of bug spray when I'm around my farm, but um, but, but I was I was most worried about embarrassing him. Yeah. You know, I was most of course I was. That's gross anyway. Yeah. But but I really didn't want to embarrass him. He wasn't the slightest bit embarrassed. But aren't ticks like super dangerous? You can they can be. Yeah, they can you, carry Lyme disease and you could have saved his life. I, that's a great way of looking at it. I bet I did. Yes. <laughs> Because there's some really weird side effects that happened with, with ticks, right? Yeah, I've, I've got, I've, I've got a couple of people that I know of that are allergic to red meat but because of being bitten by some sort of tick we have in our area. Well, I mean, Lyme disease is bad, That's a story on itself, it's in itself. not You're being right. able to so, eat red meat. Yes, oh God. Uh, you, know, you know my eating habits, like a second grader. Uh, yeah. What else would I you eat? You literally just ate cake for lunch. I did, I did. <laughs> um, and I don't eat a lot of red meat. I know we're off topic this is what we tend to do me and Vicky <laughs> um but I think I probably only eat meat in general about once a week like I'm, yeah. I'm very it would be tough for me I enjoy that yeah I love a good hamburger though so yeah every now fun. and then you're right so bugs so bugs are gross yeah bugs bugs are tend to be in the chats and the like yes. stories that I hear I think from. you and Lindsay talked about ants and other yeah. bugs in various places. Ants and in the beard, um, maggots in the um, the dentures. Uh, I remember I remember roaches coming out of a a wheelchair cushion once. Oh, when they, at, in they the office. Transferred. You oh, know, and again, I it is. Uh, and, and and the hard part of that is not being disgusted but also not letting your patient feel bad about it you right. know that's me i never want to hurt anyone's feelings and and make them feel bad and but you can't help but but have this distressed look on your face when you see these things crawling around you yeah. know so that's it's kind of a double whammy <laughs> we had someone respond from the, the the funny one that we did a couple of months ago and she said that there was um a bug living in the the rotted tooth, like the socket of where the, oh. the rotted tooth was. And so mm. when she was in the mouth kind of diagnosing, um, the Ooh. bug decided we, it was, his home was being disturbed, so decided to come on out. Oh, that's just disgusting. Yeah. Well, I saw one too about a, a tomato seed that sprouted in someone's mouth. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it got stuck somewhere and started to sprout. And like it was con like the plant how, how, was sprouting out of the seed. Mm, you know, how, like do the, you, how do you not notice that? I don't know. It's <laughs> like when your mom tells you not to swallow watermelon <laughs> seeds when you're younger because the watermelon will grow in your yes, stomach. Yes, I like, guess you I also didn't. don't let it get stuck in a hole in your tooth. I really didn't think it was possible that you could sprout something in your mouth. But if you think about it, it's a warm moist environment so if there's sure i don't know like i thought there may be a little I dirt involved was, i don't know <laughs> maybe there had to maybe be not. some kind of element there making that happen but when i read that i just thought of wally i know you said you've never heard wally but it's no, like a plant wally. it's like you know doomsday and earth they all go live up in space but oh, yeah it, he finds one shoe that has like a plant like sprouting out of it and it's like you know just a sign that they can come back to earth oh and make, great whatever. okay um all you i don't know what the sign that you've exactly got a tomato plant growing about. out of your tooth is though yeah <laughs> what is that sign <laughs> i don't know and i honestly did think it was scientifically impossible but i mean someone wrote it down then it must be true right i know absolutely yeah. Yeah. so what else uh, uh have you heard or uh, experienced yourself I think a lot of these came from 
just neglect, people who weren't taking good care of their teeth. You know, you heard, hear the stories of um, the plaque and the, the, oh, the calculus that's built up such a bridge that yeah. is now holding teeth in. Oh, it's definitely happened to me um, where they think that you actually took tooth away when you clean it up. Yes. They get really upset that's, with yes, you. Yes, I had that happen. Yeah, they're like, why did yeah. you, you know, extract, like, you know, remove my teeth? I was like, oh, honey, that is not teeth. Yeah. Um, we've had stories that, um, calculus tartar buildup has kept the denture on oh yeah like it's or like a partial in yes yeah you can't dislo dislodge the partial because there's so much calculus holding in there with the capitron yeah so oh. the, yeah neglect is really where these horror stories come from and that's really our job um as a hygienist right. our obligation sure. is it's kind of like what you said. It's like, don't make them feel embarrassed from where they're at, but take the opportunity. They're actually in your chair now. And how did we miss that memo before that happened? I mean, how? Yeah. I think we assume sometimes that people know what they're supposed to do because it's so commonplace for you and I to know that we're, we brush our teeth two or yeah. three times a day. We floss at least once a day. You know, well, I'd say we may miss a time or two, but we know that those are the right things to do. Yeah. And I think we make assumptions that people who are coming to us for our, you know, coming to our practice, would know the simple things and I think we miss some of those sometimes yeah, and, you know and it's also because we tend to say it so much during the day yeah that it's almost um like we feel like it's falling on deaf ears just sure we say it and we know it we just assume that they don't want to hear it again but that's not the case like yeah. that is part of our job I remember I had an older guy who was down to three teeth and I had him coming back every three months and I remember him telling me I'm just trying to remember to brush at least once a day yeah, and uh, I thought, okay, okay, I, you know, and he was happy that he was trying to remember, and and it just was sort of baffled me, but yeah. but I thought, okay, that's what I can work with Progress that. If that's what perfection. I've got to work with, I can work with yeah. that. You How know? can we get you brushing? twice a day, one day a week. Right, but you heard me say he was down to three T's, so we, we, were, we, were, we, were, we were getting we were up. Working with. Yes. Yeah. Like, and that kind of goes down to uh, medical history as well, because uh, you know, neglect is one of the reasons you have these horror stories. Sure. Um, and then I've heard so many stories about people not giving the right information yeah. during their medical history update, or they feel like it's not important because we're just, oh, that's just my dentist. He doesn't right. need to oh, know yeah. that I'm on that. Right. right. And I would have that in both directions. I would have people who told me a lot more than I really needed to know. And then other times they just didn't think it was applicable. To, why would my dental hygienist need to know about blind yeah. blood thinners or, yeah. you know, that I had a bypass last week? You know, we get those stories sometimes. Yeah. So, but yeah, can you think of any of those where you actually have had medical histories that kind of went by the wayside? Well, it's maybe not so much the patient. I know they withhold a lot mm -hmm. of information yeah, right. that you try to get out of them. But um, my horror stories are, are always trying to spell those medications. <laughs> <laughs> This is true. I'm just like, you're on what? <laughs> Could you spell that, please? So that's uh, that's on me. The hardest story is on me because I've had my doctor come in and just kind of give me the look like, what is that? Oh, yeah. Like well, I read one funny when I was looking correct. at things. For things I wanted to see what others were saying. She told the doctor that she had chlamydia, and they said, oh, that's a little more than I need to know. And, so, and then found that the, the dad was with her, started laughing, and said, oh, no, you're taking clindamycin. <laughs> you don't have chlamydia. Yeah, yeah, mm, no. Oh, my Start God, the dad was there. He probably, like, went under the I table. bet he did, too. I thought, well, he said, you know, Deb, that's way more information than you need to give, but that's even not, incorrect, not correct information. Oh, my God. Um, so this is an embarrassing story. It has nothing to do with, as a hygienist, but it's a, you know, daughter-dad <laughs> story. Um, I woke 
woke up one time and my whole right ear was just purple. The whole entire thing. It looked like it was rotting off oh and it God. hurt so bad. And I don't remember hitting it. I don't remember anything. My dad's like, that's weird. We need to take you to yeah. the urgent care. So we go in there, we're sitting there. I'm with my dad. I'm like 16. Um, he's standing beside me and the doctor comes in takes a look at it. And then he goes, uh, well, uh, sir, have you been like kissing on her ear? And he's like, excuse me? That is my daughter. He thought we were married. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. <laughs> oh, it grosses me out. And me and my dad joke about it to this very day. Oh, that is funny. Yeah, it's funny. Well, that kind of reminds me of, I got my sister a teacup chihuahua years ago. And my sister, when we were teenagers, the first thing she would put on of her makeup was her lipstick. Mm. She'd put on lipstick first before anything else. That's weird. But anyway, we thought something was wrong with Scooter because he had a red spot on his head always. We thought it was where she'd been kissing him. Oh. So he had Scooter had a permanent lipstick permanent stain on his spot. But yeah, so anyway. Kind I of, mean, granted, that wasn't in the dentist, but you, the horror story is when you, uh, like, assume Assumptions, things. yes. Yeah, like, yeah. never ask someone if they're pregnant, right? Oh, God, like, no. No, no. Yeah, like, My husband knows that's a cardinal rule. He knows never to do that. Yeah. Uh, I've heard stories of that. They, they congratulate someone and then it ends up they're not pregnant. Yeah. So I always ask the question, is there a chance, is there a chance that you could be pregnant right. while get, you know, yes. doing the uh, medical yes. history? And right. Never assume, never assume that they, the guy and the girl are married because it sure. could be oh, a yeah. father-daughter yeah. situation. Or not. Or it could be you think it's father-daughter and it's not. You it can is. go the other direction too. Yep. I know with me once, um, this is why I will always in my trainings harp on doing your oral cancer screening, doing your due diligence for that, but also comes back to medical history. And I had a patient who had a tooth, it, was, it looked like a, a localized perio problem. Suddenly she had a molar that was mobile. Um, older lady, you know, everything else looked okay, and we were pocketing around this tooth, and we thought, well, I don't know what this is about, but ended up taking the tooth out. Well, the next time she came to me, I noticed that it had not healed. And, and I, my first thought was, it had been several months probably at that point, and I thought, oh, did I miss something on it? Was she taking bisphosphonates, or did, is this osteonecrosis of the jaw? You know, why is this not healed up? So I'm immediately flipping through her medical history, thinking, oh, God, oh, God, I've messed up, I've messed up, I've messed up. I had not, but it was oral cancer. We, we went through our protocols for oral cancer, bring her back in two weeks, see if it's different, get her to the oral surgeon, and she yeah. had cancer. I don't know if it originated there. She's since passed away. But that was a kind of a wake-up call for me to be very diligent about doing yeah. my oral cancer screenings because that was my horror story that, yeah. that you know, I, I don't know that I would have known. That didn't happen. I like a neon sign that says, look at me, I'm ugly and I'm an oral cancer, but that just wasn't yeah. on my radar, you know. So those are things that when I think of horror stories are things that we don't want to make assumptions, like you said, mm -hmm. and miss those obvious things. Yeah, and I like even on the kind of topic of horror stories is that when we go into offices, we tell them to have adjunctive services to sure. check for oral cancer. Right. But so many people did it like 10 years ago and yeah. they, had, they had a horrible experience with whatever company that I they know. chose to yeah. do. And yeah. I'm not going to throw any names out there. Right. Um, but then they go, oh no, we did that once. It was a hard, it was a nightmare. Yeah. I didn't like it. We had to turn the lights off every single time or whatever it was. And, but that's really preventing them from growing in that, yeah. you know, the, the knowledge of what's out there because it's constantly changing. Sure. So don't, sure. 
let the horror story be on you where right. you just get jaded about a certain topic and you refuse to kind of go back to that topic. And we won't mention the, the time of or period that we are in at this point in the end of the year, but, mm -hmm. but I think that so many offices have realized that things that they did not think would have worked, that we recommended long before this crazy time has begun, yeah. have now been forced to do those things and realize it wasn't so bad after all. I mean, like, to, I mean, like you know, getting medical history on, I mean, getting uh, paperwork online, yeah. you know, they said, we're really able to do it now that we're forced to do it. I think along the same lines of that with oral cancer screenings and some of those adjunctive tools, you know, it might be time to give that a try again and try to overcome some of those barriers. It's easy to find excuses not to do some of those things. But it's I like, think this has been a good time for us to see that for, being forced to do something actually helps us see things aren't all. I know, all, you know and you're seeing it in a totally different perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it it is like so many people. Like if you had a bad date, it doesn't mean that you're not going to date again. Exactly. Like, exactly. Right. You'd never be married, right? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and we've all been on bad dates. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to end this with one of my. This is like. I lost so much sleep with this. This is my the number okay. one horror story as a hygienist. So I was actually a temp at the time, mm -hmm. and I was doing a pregnancy leave. So I was there okay. for almost three months. So I'd okay. been there for on quite the, some time. Serving for someone who was on mat leave. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I you know, found a pocket, went and irrigated. I called the assistant in there. I was like, you know, can you get me some material? I'm going to irrigate this pocket. Absolutely. She comes in. She puts it on my tray so i'm talking to the patient not really you know she I'm put what on your tray the irrigator or the yeah, okay yeah, yeah. yeah. okay uh, mm -hmm. full it was already this full. A, a full syringe okay yes because um in my other previous office it was always it was in the cup and then you had to fill it but no, okay it was the full okay. syringe already with the materials in it right or, yes um so i'm just talking to the patient i'm like i'm gonna get irritate or irrigate this this is gonna help get uh, you know the infection out of the pocket help kill some of the bacteria mm -hmm. that's in there i'm going through the explanation I go, I push it. As soon as I push that syringe, an overwhelming smell of bleach. <gasps> oh my she goodness. She had grabbed from the wrong tray in the back. Cause the tray, I even told her, I was like, a tray is set up for a root plane and scaling. Just grab it off of that and then I'll get yeah. a new one. Mm -hmm. She had gra grabbed it off the wrong tray that was prepped for a root canal. <sighs> so I smell it. I panic i'm rinsing it out as fast as i could the lady said oh well that does smell like it's working i can <laughs> see yeah that 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 must be some strong medicine i was like oh lady you have no idea how you can clean your floors with it yes. and i'm just like like sweating you know when you get that nervous sweat rinsing i was like don't swallow whatever you do do not swallow oh rinsing my it out. goodness sit her up and she's like well, I, that that just my mouth just feels so clean. I was like, <laughs> you are correct. Uh, and I was like, I'm gonna call you tonight and see how you're doing. You know, like yeah. the over delivering yes. for sure. Yeah. But I'm just like, yeah. make sure you're not, you know, dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> drinking bleach. Oh, no. I was furious afterwards. But what it made us do is, is pay more attention. Yeah, pay yeah. more attention and have a process. And that's yes. kind of the the moral of the story is that that office did not have 
process is no. documented. Mm -mm. Trays were just kind of sitting around in the back. And so when I told the assistant, just pull it off the tray, the syringe off the tray, there was no kind of division and like knowing what's, you know, yeah. so it was like, don't let that be. Most horror stories come down because you're not prepared. prepared absolutely. And I've been in so many offices lately doing trainings that have simple, they seem simple to me. Mm -hmm. They have all, they call off all these barriers and issues as why things aren't working and why, and it's, it's just, it's as simple as creating a process and following the process. Yeah. Or they have processes that no one's following the processes. I mean, I always ask the stupid question of, I say, oh yes, we've got that. Are you using it? And I'll go to the newest person in the room and say, have you ever seen this process before? And oftentimes they'll say, nope, nope. never seen a process. Yeah. You know, process would have been great in my training if I had known, yeah. but it will solve, it will, it will solve so many issues. I remember years ago in the, when we taught the you here, we would play a video the from the book called The Checklist Manifesto. Yep, I remember that. And that was, and I tell this story all the time, there were hospitals, I mean like major hospitals, that were losing patients because someone forgot to get the extra blood. Yeah. You know, so they created a checklist to make sure that someone gets the extra blood and they, and they had less loss of life during surgeries because yeah. of that. And he even said it in that video is that it was the hardest thing to get nurses and doctors to follow this checklist because their ego was getting in the way and, of it. And I never would have called this ego in these offices that I go into, but it just seems like, ah, we don't need a checklist. We've done this for years. We're okay with that. And I'm saying, if you just would follow this process, if you would just try me on it, you would see that you're going to make yeah. less mistakes, you're going to have be more efficient, you're going to save time, yeah. save money. And, it, and like you have to have a process to update your process Absolutely. and a process yes. to onboard people on the process. Absolutely. Which sounds yeah. like redundant, but we're actually taking a break right now from our all team meeting and Jay's talking about calendar blocking. Mm -hmm. Like you should have it on your calendar once a quarter. Let's go through this process Absolutely. and every month you could probably pick a different one that you're kind of focusing on and then that and way April, you can I have to admit, through. I have heard this information many times in my nine years with the Scheduling Institute and I still am not up to speed as where I should be. Yeah. You would think that after all the times I've heard it, I would be, I would have perfected it, but that's not the case. No I still need the reminder. It. I always feel uplifted when we do it. I feel, okay, I'm, I'm getting back on track. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be. That's yeah. why I love our training, Streamline and Efficiency. Yes. I think everyone, I honestly think you could do that once a month. I think so too. And it would be. And I have had offices where I've done it at least six months, every six months for them because they say once we got this in place, now we had other issues that came yeah. up that we didn't even think about the last time you were here. And then you come back a year later and the first one that you fixed is now kind of outdated and yes. needs to be updated or Absolutely. the new people weren't onboarded. Right. So it's like a reset, like, but that's, that's okay because yeah. that's what you're supposed to do. Sure. Is it, but if you don't have a system for it, then it's going to be a lot of initial hard work because right. creating those processes right. are the hardest part. Sure. But then if you let it like get outdated, then you have to do all that hard work all yeah. over again. So. And, and I think creating good habits, and that's where I always ask teams when I ask them to give me, tell me, what are you going to do with this going forward? I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I said, how are you going to make yourself do that? Because you weren't doing it yesterday, and I'm going to leave here today, and you're going to be back tomorrow, and crazy days are going to happen. Yeah. What are you purposefully and intentionally going to do to get a different result than you've been getting. So it has, it, it's gotta be constant. It's gotta be, um, you know, going back to medical history. I have always taught teams that you don't just say, have you had any changes in your medical history? You better delve into that and, and be more specific with that um, because you're, you're gonna, you're gonna if, you, if you take the quick route, you're gonna end up with 
yeah. bleach in your syringe exactly. and not uh, And there's not some peroxide. things that are just horror stories or funny stories. Like uh, the last time I was on with Lindsay talking about the lady's wig that fell off <laughs> in the chair. Like, <laughs> I don't care. You're not going to have a process. To no, make. exactly. Exactly. Sometimes you should have to laugh and keep going. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's just like, well, now that was funny. Unplanned. <laughs> <laughs> Or that was just so random that right. will never happen again. Right, right. But there, are, most of the time, seventy percent of the time, you can like have yeah. more initiative in fixing it and I making so sure too. those, those horror so stories don't happen. Yeah. And like you said, it just comes down to education in some yeah. spots. Like, how do we not get them back to that point yeah, again? Yeah, sure. Like we didn't put the tick in his beard, but <laughs> I don't can. even know how I'd <laughs> fix that. But hopefully, I'd like to think that these people who can't get their partials out because the calculus has grown up so badly that yeah, they need you know. to know what they have to lose if they don't do it like yeah. find their value the sure you might not be what our value is I know we would never let it get to that point I think that's where the assumptions come in that something. everyone has something has a different idea of what's acceptable to them yeah you know? exactly well um Vicki this was fun I know happy Halloween we're gonna be on together for the live Q&A and we are December yes for the yes 12 whoop, whoop. Uh, days of giveaway yes that'll be good 12, 12 products 12 products yeah something giveaway. like that 12 yeah. <laughs> it, we did it last year and it was so much fun so it's right. gonna be fun again this year yeah uh, so make sure you register for that you should uh, receive an email uh, you don't get it you can't get one of the 12 products if you don't register that's for right it. so you don't want to miss it we had good stuff last year Livestreaming.com for registration I um, think but so if, yeah as long as you're in the system and you're marked hygienist you should be getting our registration emails good for deal. those live Q&A's good deal uh, and then if you uh, ever have a question for us you can email us at hygiene at schedulinginstitute.com and make sure you're still listening to these podcasts help us out uh, go on apple spotify wherever you do give us a like yeah give us a thumbs up this is an industry that support is necessary we love giving content to sure. all the hygienists out there so uh we, we love questions or thoughts guys. for other upcoming podcasts let oh, us yeah. know those too that'd be great exactly so uh great being back here with you and we will see you guys in december for sure bye right, bye